You can listen um, to us and type things and we'll translate it for you. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Tori will read says, us. Like it's a Ouija board. <laughs> Welcome to Pajaiba, the Pajaiba Television Podcast. Uh, I'm Pajaiba contributor Dan Hamamura, and with me as always are Pajaiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. We'll see how long we have her for. And uh, also Pajaiba <laughs> dignitary Dustin Rolls. Hello. Oh, that's very, uh, uh, I was going to say noble, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Deep-throated. Um, no. Yes, uh, you sound yeah. very ma- majestic. <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. Uh, this week we are also joined by Pajaiba's film editor, Christy Puchko. Yes, hi. I slowed down there because I, I was so worried about getting your name wrong. <laughs> Oh, I'm very flattered. I'm very hi guys. I'm very flattered that you asked and then pronounced it correctly. Oh, thank God. That's, yeah. that, that, I can take the rest of the, the podcast off. Yeah, that's no, it's kind fine. of all I wanted. Um, I still don't. Don't worry. He mispronounced his own last name in like our first episode. <laughs> that I don't was... really correct people because it sounds. I feel like I just have to kind of take the hit. Like you know, it's fine, yeah. but it's like yeah, I've, I, people people put a lot of aggressive vowel sounds in my name often. <laughs> And like T's that don't exist. Puchko. Yeah, it's like they're like Puchko. And I'm like, that's not it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, that's probably someone's name somewhere. It's fine. <laughs> it's a Polish wrestler name. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here, Christy, because uh, this week we're talking all about Netflix. Um, we haven't taught, there are a million shows on Netflix, obviously, and we haven't covered. Many of them recently, so uh, we're just uh, we're just gonna talk about some of some of those. Um, Sabrina, uh, you season two, The Stranger. Uh, maybe we'll get to, get to October Faction and uh, whatever else, but, uh, but not first, Witcher. Not Witcher because I don't have any of you seen The Witcher. I've seen, I've seen all the Witcher. Oh, yes. I've seen some of it. <laughs> Because my husband wanted to watch it, and then I was like, oh, there's, like, a lot. He's like, there's three different timelines, and, like, my brain went, no. And that was, <laughs> I've technically watched, what? like, half of it. Okay. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. I've had the, and I've, I've talked to other people about this, and everybody has the same experience with Witcher that I've talked to. It's like, you can't stop watching it. You don't know if you like it. You don't know if you if it's a good show or a bad show, you don't know if you hate it. You just know you can't stop watching it. Except for you, apparently. You could yeah, I, that's my superpower, <laughs> is that I don't care about... We- now, it's just one of those things. It's like he'll put like certain shows on, and I will exist in the room while they're on, but I can't, I can't engage with them in any real, real way. And the latest of those is Witcher. Oh. <laughs> See, we, I really did enjoy the show, but... It, it made I'd never played any of the games or read the book, so I didn't. I walked into it being like, "What's a Witcher?" Mm-hmm. And then we watched it. We got really into it, and then we ordered like Witcher three, and played all the way through it. And what I wasn't expecting was how close that show is to the video game, oh, <laughs> like right down to the awkward bathtub scenes and everything. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that that really is what this is." Game. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just Netflix being Netflix, but no, that's just what The Witcher ah, is. Ah. 
Uh, but we're definitely not talking about The Witcher today. No, we never. The point we're never talking about The Witcher. Um, uh, before we get we're to done. all the shows we are talking about, uh, very quickly, what's everybody drinking? Uh, Christy, you are our guest, so you can go first. Well, I'm actually drinking my Plan B tonight because my Plan A was a very reliable, cheap Chardonnay that is available at the finest key foods in New York. Um, and if anyone, it was made famous actually by the gif of Jessica Chastain drinking wine on SNL. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. it's a real wine. It's seven dollars. <laughs> it's great. Uh, the problem there, I drank it all at dinner. So oh, yeah. my backup is called blueberry wine. Because it's made from blueberries. Uh, it is two words. I don't know why. And uh, <laughs> like blueberry is two words. Oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> but it is, it is from a local vineyard in my hometown of Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And it is one of my favorites because it is sweet, but it's also smoky. And I found out from talking mm. to the people at B&L Wines uh, that... I can hear a heartbeat. Please tell me someone else could hear that. <laughs> I heard something, but I don't know what it was. I'm just like, oh, God, I've had too much wine. Uh, they told me that what the reason their wine is smoky is that they keep the skins on, the blueberries. And what? so it gives it, yeah. And I was like, oh, huh, weird. And then I politely tried the sample they gave me, and then I was like, oh, I'm obsessed with this. So, yeah, <laughs> it's delicious. Uh, blueberry, two words, B&L wine. Highly recommend. I didn't know that Smoky blueberry wine sweet. was a real thing. I thought it was just yeah. invented for uh, parks and recreation that one time. I knew it existed because I'd had it in Maine, but it was terrible. It was just really <laughs> sugary. I've had the Maine ones. I've had, but uh, hey, I, there's like hey. a Vermont They're one. They're bad. Dustin, you yeah. had them. Well, like, I, I wouldn't touch that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't recommend them. <laughs> Weirdly, go to Pennsylvania and there's a good blueberry wine to be had. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin sounds dubious. <laughs> I'm going to hide a bottle of my luggage for South by Southwest. <laughs> He'll have it after his first bottle of peanut butter. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets adventurous. <laughs> Speaking of, I am having a Pinot Gris tonight. 2018. <laughs> Chris. Of course. Chris with a K. Wait, it's what? It's called Chris? It's called Chris with a K. I'm imagining a soccer mom with like a sassy short haircut. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like a there's like a handprint and a, a, a lipstick lips and, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. I love that Dustin and my mom buy the same wine. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, yeah, I feel like he exclusively looks for the ones that like. What does a desperate housewife buy? <laughs> Middle sister that. is my favorite wine. Oh my god. <laughs> Next week he's drinking skinny bitch, and we're like, all right, yeah, fair that makes enough. Sense. Yeah, uh, I want my margaritas in bottles with less calories. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I am also on the uh, ridiculous wine train, but I went for a rosé with a screw top because I'm done with winter, so I'm just going to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> I applaud that. Fair enough. Uh, as for me, I am drinking some kind of uh, sake that I can't read the label because I don't oh. read enough Japanese. But it's uh, it's pretty good. It's not too. It's pretty mild tasting, which is means it smoky from the from the skins. It's not smoky from the skins, <laughs> uh, but it is almost gone. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to drink after that. Probably I I think I have some beer or something. Um, but that's not what we're talking about next. Uh, we're going to talk about Netflix and how. They have a million shows, and all of them are, you know, they're fine, I guess, <laughs> mostly. 
They're plentiful. The Witcher. Yeah. Like The Witcher, uh, but not Which the we're not talking about. Right. We're not right. talking about The Witcher. Uh, but uh, we're just, we just wanted to, to kind of do a roundup of some of the Netflix shows that have, uh, that have either premiered or returned recently. Um, and we're going to start with The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I had never seen until about three hours ago. And then I watched <laughs> about 20 minutes of the first episode of part three. Wow. And wow. Uh, they gave a, they gave a nice re- recap at the beginning. So I felt like I understood <laughs> what was happening. And there are witches. And that's... But that's no witchers. Also, there are no witchers. spinoff of Riverdale, but not yeah. really. Well, it's in the but same I mean, universe, yeah. vaguely, right? What you really need to know is that there is one important not important scene where they go to Riverdale. Yeah. Oh, so and they do mention maple syrup which delights me. Right. Well, let me ask but, you this question, Dory though. Okay. Um, in the river, is there a corpse floating down <laughs> with a rat coming out of the stomach? No, and you know what? Honestly, I put this in my notes for when I review it. Um, there was no rat. They missed a prime rat opportunity. Oh, no. mm-hmm. They just—they're just like in the woods, and they mention the blossoms. And there is—oh, they their, do. Yeah, they mention the. Bl- they're on. Yeah. Oh, is um, that where the tree is? That's where the tree is. That's, right. So they because it smells they, like maple syrup. Yeah, oh. and you can see the maple syrup cans on the trees, That's true. and they're like, "These are the blossom." This is like because Benjamin Blossom back in the day somehow got Herod's crown. Like. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, that's like one of the things that makes the most sense in the world of like the United World of Sabrina and Riverdale. Because yeah. if anybody was going to get a religious artifact in the middle of wherever, like Connecticut, where where have we decided Riverdale and Greendale are? Oh, I don't know. Have they ever said? I don't know, but it has to be somewhere where they can make maple syrup. So I feel it's like it has to be New northeast England. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's let's say thought. New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, let's put it in between Maine and Vermont. Let's call <laughs> it right, New Hampshire. Let's, let's go with that. Yeah. Then that's going to the ocean a lot, so it's not Maine. Oh, are they? Or is no, it just a river? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I what I find striking, and granted, I only know Riverdale from Dustin's recaps right uh, but it really seems like as much as as sabrina is literally about satanists um it's a lot more wholesome yeah, it re- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's a whole plot line this season about like who's a virgin and who isn't and how hard it is to lose your virginity yeah meanwhile like lucifer is a character <laughs> also, lucifer like shows up to like bang a lot and we don't see it which is not something i thought i'd be upset about but at right. the same time like what are we doing here like yeah. the very first episode of sabrina ever they were casually being like by the way they eat people sometimes no big deal and like now i feel like they're being like oh sabrina might lose her virginity and i'm like yeah. oh, why are we being <laughs> what is this She's already literally promised herself to Satan. Like, yeah. why is this but, a big deal? But she's a little upset that her boyfriend is cavorting with sex demons. To be like, fair, you're cheating that's on like, me. How do you live up to that? Like, he literally has been spending days on end, like drunk off his ass on diamond or dragon tears or whatever, and like yeah. banging two different genders of sex demon. Like, right. what what girl can compete with that? Even at sixteen, I know. And <laughs> let me reiterate. 
it is still more wholesome than Riverdale. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's like, honestly, if, if you said to me, you have to watch one of these shows with your grandmother and explain it to her, I'd rather watch this one. And my grandmother's Catholic. <laughs> like, Riverdale, I don't know. There's just a lot in Riverdale that I wouldn't even know how to explain to her. And in this, at least, I could be like, well, you know, you know religious artifacts and Satan. Let's go from there. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of biblical stuff this season, too. Yeah. Um, but also, they took a weird, like, hard left turn into Doctor Who and, like, a kind of Wicker Man thing going on. Mm-hmm. I really... There was a lot. And, like, Sabrina remains the worst. Yeah. <laughs> she is the worst character on her own show. Well, Henry... I feel like Harry Harvey... Harvey. Harvey. He, I hate him. But he's in it less this season, so it's Yes, slightly. but he was murdered in the comics in, like, volume one, and I liked that about him. Yeah. <laughs> they could have they gone with that. But Sabrina, so much of season three of Sabrina is Sabrina just not telling people vital information they need. Like, right. literally, it's like, oh, this person's on the loose and they want to kill half of your family. And she's like, I don't want to upset my aunties. And it's like, wait, but literally, they need to know this. Yeah. And then, like, six episodes go by with her not saying a word about it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm the queen of hell. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then her, like, response to, like, it's not a big deal. She's like, oh, well, like, my aunts don't go to hell. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. They'll never <laughs> find out. It's not like they worship the devil. Right. That's like if I found out I was pope and was like, my parents won't find out. They don't live in the Vatican. <laughs> yeah. They never go to there. Right. Like, what? do you not think it, uh... There were there were problems. <laughs> <laughs> the show is, you know, not perfect. However, I will say one marked improvement from this season over the previous seasons was that they because the best part of the show, I think we can all agree, uh, Dan, I'm just going to assume you agree with me, um, is Michelle Gomez. Yes. And oh, yeah. She I'd agree with that. Actually, plays two characters this season, ah. so you get twice the Gomez. That makes me want to watch more than the. 20 minutes that I watched so far. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I, it, honestly, she's when they announced they were doing this show and they announced she was playing the character she was playing. I was like, Oh, I'm in. I'm just, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm hundred percent in. Cause like she was so good on doctor who. And yeah. like one of my favorite things is I got to talk to her uh, at a comic con at a, like an interview scenario. And I asked her about the part in doctor who or her and doctor who finally come face to face. And she like, just I feel I forget it. she interacts with his nose. I feel like she kissed it or licked it or something. Yeah. And I was like asking her if that was on the paper and she was like, No, I just it was asking for it. And I was like, I'm obsessed <laughs> with you. <laughs> like I, I love that she brings like she is the most sex in that show and her character doesn't have any sex on screen, which again, right. I'm upset about. <laughs> <laughs> but like she just exudes like I just love everything about her is so va va voom and I like love it so much and there's one part where somebody's like well but it doesn't actually make sense for you to keep this human body anymore and she was like who'd get rid of this face and I was like yes that is the right answer <laughs> exactly yeah no oh my god her hair oh it's so good it's like Connie Britton hair but made of like the darkest umber or yeah. something that's exactly what it is. It's like everyone obsesses over Connie Britton's hair, and I just want to be like, have you seen her in Michelle Gomez? <laughs> yeah, respect just- words do. And, like, her, just another fun fact about Michelle Gomez, I'm obsessed. Her and Peter Capaldi grew up in, like, the same teeny little town, and yeah. she used to go watch his punk band play. <laughs> oh, that's just- amazing. Oh, wow. I know, right? Just let that, like, seep into you, and it makes everything about both of them way sexier. It's like, But it's also that thing of, like, 
you know, not that there's not a whole lot that I'm jealous of, but there are always those moments where it's like, oh, man, my life is just not cool. I've not been hanging out in a punk club with Michelle Gomez and Peter Capaldi. Like, what have I, uh, where have I gone wrong? And like, what train did I miss in my life <laughs> <laughs> that I wasn't there? Ugh. Just, you know, my goals are small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, good goals, though, really. If yeah. time travel does exist, that's where I want to go. Well, and if the show keeps going the way it's going, I mean, like, it literally is doing a Doctor Who thing. But yeah. then Sabrina ruins it by being Sabrina. And she's like, it won't be a problem. Yeah. Like, we'll just you. cause a time paradox. That's fine. Also, when they do, like, they have a woman from Doctor Who on this show. And when they try to explain time travel, she's like, oh, like that old movie Ambrose watches Back to the Future. And it's like, that's not even the plot that you're taking. <laughs> like, Back to the Future did not have doubles. How no. dare you? How dare you? Like, this is the weird stuff that makes me really angry about Sabrina. And, like, I what I like about Sabrina is just all the bullshit teen stuff of them fighting. And, like, I really like the Theo arc about how Theo is really growing into his own. Yeah. I like that Theo got a love interest this season. And um, their, their, like, connection where she tries to, where he tries to explain it to Robin. And Robin's like, I'm attracted to you. You don't have to explain. It's so yeah. well played. Yes, it's really beautiful. And then I have, I like that they just keep coming up with excuses for hot young men to be shirtless. <laughs> no matter how how <laughs> ridiculous it gets. Very Riverdale. I did see, yeah, I did oh, see yeah. one, one version of that in the brief amount of time that I saw where they had just gone to hell and they were on a beach. And there's a guy there. That's Caliban. Yeah, building a sandcastle. But he's just yep. like a hot guy shirtless with abs. And so and like, is, oh, follow looking, the blood. It's fine. Yeah, the entire season, that's Caliban's deal. Caliban <laughs> hates shirts. It's a huge yeah. part of his character. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's also funny because it's very like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. where like as the seasons went on, Spike was like... <laughs> 99% nude a lot of the time and Buffy's like wearing a turtleneck in like an entire outfit. Yeah. And like it's very that where Karen and Shipka's like maybe I'll start turn down to like a slip that's still gonna touch my knees but all the boys are gonna be shirtless. And <laughs> God bless the gay man who runs this show. Um, but like I wish I still wish that it w- it felt less repressed and it's so funny because it's like it is Netflix. Like in theory can't they do whatever they want? Why is this show so hemmed in? Mm-hmm. Well because they needed virgin sacrifices and that only works if there are still virgins in Greendale. <laughs> that is a good argument. They, <laughs> they knew they were building so to this. many. It just <laughs> I like Sabrina didn't need to be a virgin but we all know where the end game on that is and I'm bored with it already. I know. It's not going to be. Okay, but the big thing this season was that they kind of sort of turned it into a musical because every episode yeah. had a no. weirdly oh, shoehorned no. in musical number. Oh, and they're oh. all so awkward. No, that's not true. Uh, you know what? I actually did like Harvey Kinkle's band. Yeah, his band was cute. My favorite was obviously the Sweeney Todd number with Hilda yes! and Dr. C. Just because I love Sweeney Todd and I love that they did that. And I love that it's Gaeta from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, it's well, Gaeta? It's Gaeta. Oh. And he's a love interest. And it's like the sweetest relationship on the whole thing. He almost got eaten when Hilda turned into a spider. But mm-hmm. then she got fixed because she was <laughs> killed and buried in some dirt and then she mm-hmm. came back but then she found out that she just wrapped him up in a cocoon she didn't actually kill him so he wakes back up and it's and they're reunited and i'm just in love with their characters and yeah, i'm so happy I also, for them 
really enjoyed how they sang Sweeney Todd, but they kind of flipped it because in that song that they sing, Sweeney's like not into Mrs. Lovett and right. just genuinely is like anything you say. Like, I don't care. Shut right. up. Mm-hmm. But the way they perform it, he's so into her and he's singing it so authentically that I was like, I love this. Yeah. That was really good. Like, I like that one. I like when they sing Teenage Dirtbag. But anytime the cheerleaders were involved, I just wanted everything to stop. Also, I forget. Did they were they all wearing turtlenecks or was it just Sabrina? Like, how do you have a cheerleading uniform with a white turtleneck? I have to say, I, I wasn't that into this show until you guys started talking about the musical element of it. And now I am fucking in. Yes! So yes I want to watch us. this show. It is. I'm I feel completely like, out now. <laughs> I feel I've like seen a, the Riverdale musical. Yeah, I feel like a real Riverdale moment of it is when they realize that for a spell, they need a lot of young women who can move in synchronization to a song. And they're like, obviously, our cheerleading squad performing Mickey. Oh, my God. Like, there's not even, like, a scene where they explain that. They literally just jump to hear all the teenagers performing Minky in, like, this evil Hogwarts. And, like, sure. Fine. And why is it Minky? Like, it's so bad. Because, uh, cheerleaders. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I thought they would do something remotely, like, connected. Like, a song from, like, heavy metal or something to do, like, Sympathy with the De- for the Devil or something. And it no. was just like, oh, Minky, you're so fun. Like, what's happening? <laughs> Oh, man. So what, what I'm hearing is that Dan will be doing Greendale updates. Uh, I mean, if that's what the people demand, you know. But, uh, <laughs> I think that's what Tori demands. I but do. I'm not I mean, so sure about the people. I would really logic. like to see, especially how thirsty Tori and I were in this entire discussion. I'm yes. really curious what Dan's take on <laughs> Sabrina is going to be. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of shirtless guys, I guess. <laughs> So far, so let me tell you what it was so far. It was, um, so again, I only watched 20 minutes of the first episode of part <laughs> the three. Third. Yeah. So, um, it really tuned in there. And, uh, what I got from it was, uh, I was very surprised that Dorian Gray is apparently a character. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, there was some painting stuff. There was a shirtless guy on the beach, which I remember, which I yeah. mentioned earlier. Uh, also, when I stopped it, uh, I was shocked that I was only 20 minutes in because I was sure that I had got just not not that I was bored, but in terms of the amount of plot that had happened, I was like, I'm sure I'm like 40 minutes into this episode. And I'm like, what do you mean there's 40 minutes left? Yeah, this is crazy. I do think there's there's so much plot this season and they do a very like Stephen Moffat reversal where they're like, what if all this happened? But then what if it did it? By the time I got to the final episode of the season, I was just like, oh, I don't care anymore. Yeah, nothing matters. (laughs) Yeah. And that's exactly it. Like, I like Doctor Who a lot and I like a lot of the Moffat years, but he has a tendency to like set up big states and then like feels painted in a corner. So he's like, never mind. Okay, bye bye. Right. And like, they do that with this show. And I'm like, come on. The problem is like with at least least when it was Doctor Who, it like everything got waved away because the doctor was just really smart Mm -hmm. and like figures out a way to get out of it. With Sabrina, the problem is that all of the solutions come down to Sabrina and she's not she's not very good. So it's always just like fickle teenager nonsense where it's not like anything is solved. She's just decided to move on. Yeah, it's really just like the (laughs) show has decided we're bored with this thing. Yeah. And Sabrina believes in no consequences to her actions, which, to be fair... Is because there are very rarely actual consequences to her <laughs> Or there are massive like, consequences that are so big that it becomes very hard to pin it on her. And if anyone tries to, she's like, what? And you're just like, 
Like the, the the problem this whole season was entirely because last season she deposed Satan. Yeah. <laughs> so so now there is a vacancy in hell and she thinks they try to put Michelle Gomez on it, but then the people in hell aren't taking to that. And the they're conse- very sexist. And they're very sexist. But also <laughs> the consequence to this action is that the witches were deriving their power by worshiping Satan. But if Satan is no longer in power, they lose their power. So she knows her aunts are like, why is the coven running out of power? And she doesn't think to mention, oh, well, that's probably because... Satan's not on the, they kind of figure out that Satan isn't on the throne, but she doesn't kind of go, but, you know, I have to step up to the throne, so maybe everyone could just worship me and it would be fine. Yeah. Like, like there are so many quick answers that she's just like, meh. (laughs) Yeah. One thing I did really enjoy this season is that, like, Blackwood, I kind of, like, Father Faustus Blackwood, I could kind of take or leave for most of the other seasons, because he's just, like, you know, that annoying guy in charge who just is very prissy and a pain in the ass and whatever but this season they let richard coyle play around a lot where he gets to do all kinds of weird stuff because like among other things my favorite moment is um when uh hilly has to put on a glamour to pretend to be him to make everyone think everything's normal (laughs) and so it's it's richard coyle playing blackwood as if he is oh god what is her name um from lucy lucy davis yeah and so, like, he's talking about, like, cake, and he just keeps, like, giggling. And, like, I was like, I love all of this for him. Yeah. It's and been really fun to see that character kind of wig out in a lot of ways. And it's going to be even better, like, next season. Because you can see what they've set up for, like, the final or for the fourth chapter. And yeah. he, he's very much on that, like, he's just going to be batshit crazy mode. Like. Yeah, and that I like. I like that they're giving him a lot to do because, like, they've cast a lot of pretty people on this show. And I feel like they're not giving enough things to do to some of the people who are just, like, who are pretty, but also, like, really interesting. Like, I, <laughs> I like, watching Miranda Otto have to play a Stepford wife was, like, fun for, like, a minute. And then I yeah. was like, okay, I'm tired of this and I want my Zelda back. I know. <laughs> so, oh, like, so good. I'm, I'm excited to get to see... You know, and like I really love the Hildy stuff. I thought all the love, like the romance stuff with uh, with Doctor C, was super fun. And like, yeah, to the point where like they're like, and now back to like the teenagers in love. I was like, I don't care. Like, go back to this. This is really sweet. And they have real problems to deal with. He is possessed by an incubus. That's a thing. Like, they have to deal with it. <laughs> and she's I, like, got a domineering like, sister. It's on Reddit relationships, and like, listen. <laughs> Male forty six needs to get his shit together because he is an incubus. Yeah, oh, I feel man. like this. The Winchester brothers belong on this show. That's I mean, I Justin. <laughs> like, I, I'm gonna have to go to bed at some point tonight. Don't, <laughs> don't just keep me up. All right, just so that we're not up all night discussing the show, because I'm sure we can. We probably could. Uh, <laughs> But uh, let's let's bring Dustin into this because he feel I feel like you've been left out a little bit. I'm I'm okay. Are, are, are you okay? <laughs> are you sure? Because you've, you've been pretty quiet. Uh, but I want to move on to a show that you've watched. And uh, Witcher, not <laughs> oh. The Witcher. We've already said that we're not talking about The Witcher when we were talking about The Witcher earlier. So, um, Dustin, you were watching The Stranger, which is another yes. Netflix show. Um, and. Uh, 
I I like Sabrina. I watched uh, a little bit of this like one episode, and um, you really do your homework. I it's look. I this, am sets so this podcast apart. up to date. Yeah, I really appreciate you half-assing a lot of things. <laughs> I, had of, like, to, I had to watch going four on episodes one. of four different <laughs> shows. Yeah, I do feel bad because it was basically like last week. Poor Dan was like, "Here's some things we should watch for next week," and then I texted him and said, "I didn't watch any of those. I watched these instead." This is going to be a che- a show just about cheer. That's all we're talking about now. No, uh, The Stranger. Uh, so, Dustin, why don't you start us off? And Christy since... watched The Stranger as yeah, well, I right? I did. I watched yeah. all yeah. of The Stranger, but yeah. I'll stay away from spoilers. No, no, I, I, I finished it today, I, too. No, we okay, good. Yeah. Well, I, last we talked, Dustin hadn't finished it, so I didn't right. want to. Oh, okay. Okay, I, cool. I did finish it this afternoon. But, yeah, it's uh, it's it's great. <laughs> there was a Netflix series based on, it's, it's based on a Harlan Coben novel, and Harlan Coben writes, like, 47 novels a year, and they're all in the airport, and only in the airport. <laughs> but Yeah, that's the only thing I know about him. I've never read or watched his things before. I did not no, I know either. he existed until about six hours ago. <laughs> I think, I well, I mean, they don't follow one protagonist, so there's not like, you know, they're, they're, they're different, completely different novels, so they're uh, different characters in all of them. Uh, just different mysteries, and they're set in Britain, and they're page turners, and then as Netflix shows, they're very conducive to binging because there's just lots of twists and lots of secrets that they sort of dole out uh, until they, you know, solve it all in the end. And and the, they did a I don't remember the first season, the last one with Michael C. Hall. I remember liking it. I don't remember how it wrapped up. This one I thought wrapped up pretty well. Oh, that's interesting. I got I got really sad as it came to an end because I was like, this is not going to be anywhere near as exciting as I want this ending to be. And I was like, hmm. Okay. Well, they, they left some things hanging. Yeah, there's like, I, I won't get into specifics because I don't want to totally dive in with like, let me explain to you why the ending didn't make sense. But there's like a real big time jump and they're like, and everything worked out fine. I'm like, that right. doesn't... Yeah, yeah, that was a little oh, weird. That does sound <laughs> so weird. So just like, yeah, there's like a six month time jump and the last three minutes after like these just crazy shit happens. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. and I'll turn out okay. Cool. Right. And you're like, mm. like the end feels like somebody needed to, to get out of that show. Uh, but yeah, I, but overall I really thought it was fun. It's like, uh, you know, Dan, if you watched the first 20 minutes, well, this one, I actually that. watched the first episode. Oh, okay. so. Well, I actually think the first episode is like a really good setup for the show yeah. because it's the, the basic premise is, it's like, oh, here's a lovely suburban town with these great families, and oh, everybody's so wealthy and happy. And then, like, here comes the stranger. And it's the bad guy from uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. 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 And she strides up to Richard Armitage. And is that how you say his name? I believe so. I think so. Okay. I was, I was going with that or Armitage. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't seem right. But she walks up to him and his like son's soccer practice. And she's like, hey, um, BT dubs, your wife was totally lying about her faked pregnant or about her miscarriage. She was never even pregnant. And he's like, excuse me, do I know you? And she's like, don't worry about it. And then he, he like his whole world is thrown into spin because he's like, wait, my wife? And then. <laughs> Like, categorically, all these things start happening in this town. 
that like are they connected are they not who murdered the alpaca why was this naked boy found running in the (laughs) woods like there's just um it just goes on and on and it's like with all these crazy things are happening in this small town all of a sudden just go or the suburbia goes totally nuts and my my thing that i love is it's like a show that jumps around with the protagonist it follows richard armitage a lot and is like him just being like oh do i trust my wife i don't know but there's like a detective character who's like this hardened, hard scrabble lady. And I loved her hair. And I was like, who is she? She has great hair. She has like a really intense face. Was and it I Michelle Gomez? Her. It was that. Um, it was. So here's what threw me off. Uh, my husband was like, is that O'Brien? And it was Siobhan Finneran, who was O'Brien on um, uh, Downton Abbey. Which, oh, oh. oh. Boom! Like blew my mind because she plays such a different character in this. Where like you know she's 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 super cool, and I like that at one point they keep talking about her like husband who she's divorcing, and he shows up and he's like hot and younger than her, and I was like yes, like I love that they weren't just like here's a lumpy old white man that she used to be married to. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures. I know, right? Like because it's like I was looking at her and like my husband was like O'Brien, I was like ah, that's so good. But yeah, it's like a really fun show where like you're going to watch it and be like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. And you may not know their names, but you're going to recognize people. But yeah. like, you know, like Anthony Head is in it and stuff. But did um, he drop the Stewart? Do we just call him Anthony Head now? That's what it says on IMDb. Right. So and, I guess yeah. I kind of miss the Stewart. I do, a nice too. Long it felt name. weird saying that. I didn't yeah. feel good about it. Um, but yeah, he, it's it's like an interesting show where at the end of every episode, they tease something new and you're like, oh, so like Dustin said, you're like, I literally watched it all in a day, which is like partially because this weekend I was like, screw this day. And partially because I was like, I mean, what is up with that alpaca? <laughs> well, so I know. Can we rewind? Is the alpaca at all tied to the naked teenager? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. And no. Good. It was it, like the that was the big murder of the first episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, are we yeah. dealing yeah. with yeah. alpaca? It's dead. Yeah. Was a, okay. So this is not that where the, alpacas where they turn into naked boys. No. No. Okay. No, no. This is yeah. This is there's no uh, spoilers. There's no supernatural stuff. It's so just it's not people being terrible. But that um, was the subplot that I had a problem with. Like because that yeah. whole thing was pretty useless. It becomes it becomes like the least interesting subplot because right. they set up all this stuff where they're like, "What's with this kid? Oh, he has a YouTube channel. Oh, he." was filming this woman that went missing oh this and then like they're just like oh, he I mean, was on mdma and ripped off an alpaca head what? yeah like they just they get over what? all of that really quickly and also like none of their parents find out what they were up to which was weirdly disappointing to me like i know there are yeah. bigger things going on but like no one gets a talking to from their parent where they're like hey maybe don't drug your friends that's not cool <laughs> Maybe don't murder an alpaca. We were all young once, but, like, that's someone's livelihood. And another weird Munchausen by proxy sort of thing they threw in there. Which I thought there'd be more more to it because it seemed really (laughs) obvious, and they were just like, nope, that's just what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's putting rat poison in her daughter's food. It's interesting to me hearing all of this out of context because, I've again, I've only seen the first episode. Right. Um, But it was – what's funny to me because it it, the – the opening set me up for so like the the very first shot of the show is of the uh like the kids at the bonfire and they're dancing mm-hmm. or whatever and then you see the I don't know anybody's names but the kid who goes naked and is running around um, like Dylan or but, something but yeah. yeah uh but it it made me think oh like it made me feel like oh this is going to be like a uh like a broad churchy thing where some kid gets killed and now the town is going to is devastated 
Well, it um, still feels very Broadchurchy because yeah. it is like about this whole town that right. like everything seemed cool, but Broadchurch. Right, Everyone's but the but the secrets. but it seems like I mean again just from the first episode for me, uh, like the main plot is more about uh, Richard Armitage and his wife and whatever weird thing she was going through um, mm-hmm. versus the alpaca naked kid thing. Yeah, so, I mean it's really about how like. That story ties into his story largely because, like, the detective lady is following the alpaca naked child with a traumatic head injury thing. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of loops around to, like, oh, is it connected to this thing? And um, I think the way they did that was very interesting. I thought the way they kept kind of I was never totally sure what was going on, which was fun. (laughs) Um, Like, it really was because I was like, wait, and I (laughs) I did like at one point I did like zone out for an episode where I like took a nap because uh, Saturday <laughs> whatever. That, yeah. And then uh, I woke up and I was anything. like, wait, how long was I asleep? And I was trying to like, which made piecing it together a little trickier. But I rewatched the first <laughs> episode. All the mystery within a mystery there. Yeah, I fell asleep for like twenty minutes, and it was mostly when the teenagers were like yelling at each other. So I didn't miss a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I really felt really like didn't. I had, like, with Sabrina, I got that, so it was fine. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's a really fun show, and I think it's a fun show where if you like to try to figure out stuff, I feel like there's enough clues you can figure. I figured out some things. I did not figure out all the things. Did you um, figure out the big thing? I didn't figure out the big thing. Uh, I'm not sure which one you mean. I figured out I figured <laughs> the thing out in part the woods. of the big thing. The thing in the woods. Did you figure out the thing in the woods at the end? Oh, oh, no. Well, oh, no. You know what I did just because I've watched a lot of true crime stuff. So I was like, I mean, <laughs> like if you've watched any investigation discovery, you have like an inkling that that's where that's going to go. Um, but anyway. Well, the, the tone of the show suggested something lighter. No, that's true. But also, <laughs> also when I rewatched the opening credits after having watched the whole thing, because I really like the opening credits, they're really moody and like the music is like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, it's good yeah. music. <laughs> yeah, Zach got really tired of it. He started skipping it and I was like, we're only like two episodes left. He goes, I do not need to hear this two more times. <laughs> but like, there's all these clues in the opening credits, which are kind of neat because it's like all these like little items that oh. mean nothing to you when you're first watching it. And then when you watch it back, you're like, oh, because those are connected, like, thematically. And, like, that was fun to... Oh, no, I need to watch that. Okay. So yeah. do, they, do they explain the stranger? Like, there's just this chick walking around yeah. blowing up people's lives? Like, Yeah, they do explain that in, like, actually a lot. There's, like, a lot of explanation of, like, her whole deal. Um, to the point where I was kind of like, oh, this is, like, less interesting now that you guys have, like, <laughs> explained it. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of monologues. It's like, and another thing about my methods. And we're like, okay. Um, but no, but I I do think it's really fun and it's like, it's, it gets dark, but not like, not broad church dark. Yeah. Broad church gets dark real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Where at the end you're like, oh, I just don't ever think I'll feel joy again. (laughs) It's not that level. Um, but the performances are very fun. I I like how you guys were kind of vague about what, what happens, even though, like you're trying to avoid spoilers, which I appreciate, Mm. even though Mm. I don't know if I'm going to watch it again, uh, personally. (laughs) I mean, I, I probably will. I don't know. Um, When I get to October Faction, it's all spoilers. Okay, but uh, before we get to October Faction, Faction, Tori, I want to talk about a show that I will definitely watch again. Witcher? uh, Not The Witcher. We're not talking about The Witcher, Dustin. We cut it. If we could take a moment to talk about The Witcher. (laughs) I don't want to hear about... Look, I didn't play the game because I was told that if I I start the game, I'm just going to 
play it and it's going to take 100 hours. It and takes then, a long right. time. Yeah. The problem is if we play, if we talk about Witcher, we're going to run long. Right. So let's so, definitely not talk about so Witcher. Look, instead of talking about the Witcher, uh, I want to talk about you, not Dustin, not you, Dustin, but the show you. Um, uh, I So again, this is another show that I didn't know anything about. I mean, I, I'd heard, I knew like vaguely what it was about. Something pent badly, he's obsessed with people, whatever. I don't know. It was on Lifetime. I don't know anything about that. Uh, but then... It uh, was on Lifetime. But then people are talking about it because it's a Netflix show now. And uh, I watched the first episode of season two, as you do, you know. And um, first of all, they had a really good recap of the first season. So I, oh, I was going to say, did that make any sense to you? It, it was... It felt I got enough of it between like the context of what I vaguely understood about the show and then mm-hmm. that like three minute segment of him kind of saying like, here are all the people I killed and, you know, blah, sure. blah, blah. Um, then I was like, OK, I kind of get it. Um, but Wait, I was he kills you people? get that he kills. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But there, I don't know how many people he killed, but there were definitely he definitely Enough. murdered some people. There were murders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, he is he is a serial killer. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, like a but charming he's a charismatic. One. Right. Yes. Uh, but, Show is spoiled to me now. But I watched uh, I watched that first episode of season two, which is the first Netflix season, uh, and it was great. And I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to watch the rest of this, but I, I have to move on. So, but are you going to so start from um, season two, or are you going to go all the way back to season one? Uh, oh, you got to go back. You got to see the back. Yeah, okay. Uh, There's I'll, so I'll much look. good stuff in season yeah. one. And it's so not then, like it's that many episodes, so I can go back. No, yeah. Yeah. Real quick on season one. So when it first comes out, and uh, not a lot, uh, people started watching it very quickly. Okay. Not on Lifetime, where it aired like three months before, nobody watched it. And it goes on Netflix, and a lot of people start watching it really quickly, and the internet catches on, and I feel like in my soul, this is going to be one of those shows the internet's going to turn on real bad because this guy is. A serial killer, and mm-hmm. we're like romanticizing the serial killer. But for some reason, the internet embraced this guy mm-hmm. in a very insane way. I mean, it's good, but and Pin Badgley was very has been very fun about it. He's like he basically jokes that he only gets new followers because he kills people on a TV show. Not even joke. He reprimands his following. Right. Like, yes, for him. I'll be honest. I didn't follow him until I started watching this show. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen Gossip Girl. But I thought that was kind of the whole point of the show was that edge of like acknowledging that we do have this obsession yeah. with letting, you know, hot white guys get away with murder, literally. Right. Like, right. you know, like we're culpable in that. And then the fact that the show is now popular is like, it's all a wink and a nod to that, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Yes. Like, I think that season two really deals with that criticism, which is actually why it was funny because like when it first hit, people were being really uh, down on it on Twitter and being like, oh, this is not as good as the first season. Oh, I'm not having as much fun. And I was like really surprised. And then I marathoned all of it on uh, a large portion of it on a train back from Pennsylvania because Amtrak is trash. And um Sponsored by Amtrak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, thankfully, I downloaded them all to my iPad so I could watch them all on, on like, on the train because, like, Amtrak is terrible and everyone was really loud. Um, but what what I think is interesting is, like, season two, you go in knowing what Joe's deal is. Right. Like, you're watching it. You know what he's done before. You know that he's like, oh, but I'm different. I'm going to change now. And you're like, mm, are you, though? Because... <laughs> 
<laughs> season one, you kept referring to maybe something like this had happened before. And like the whole thing of season two is he keeps setting up, they keep setting up like mirrors of Joe of like people who reflect parts of his actions that he himself doesn't like. And then he like does horrible things to them. Mm. And we cheer because we hate those things. But we like Joe, so we don't necessarily want to see him get punished for it. And I feel like the show knows that and keeps, like, toying with you and going, like, okay, but what if he did this? Right. Okay, but now what about this? And it's, like, it's really interesting to watch him grapple with that, especially because he justifies a lot of his actions. Like, there's one part where he justifies meddling in the lives of these two sisters, one of whom is an underaged girl. Uh, she, I forget, she's, like, 16 or 17? She's almost 16, according to what she right, says Right, she's pilot. almost 16. Yeah. Right. And so, like, she's a child and he gets involved in her life in a way that is troubling. Mm -hmm. And especially because we've seen in season one, there's a child who he gets involved with who he is not like he tries to be a good example to. But he's Joe. Like, that's just not a thing he's <laughs> capable of doing. Yeah. Um, and so at one point he says something about how how much good he's doing for them. And watching that, I thought about how Harvey Weinstein said, like, no, I was great for oh, female filmmakers. Oh. Think of all the female filmmakers I promoted. Da, 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 da. And it's like, I don't. I don't think that that is spin to him. I think that what Weinstein believes that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, terrible people can justify a lot of things to themselves. And I think that that's what you is trying to get us to understand. Right. Not just so we can look at terrible people and go like, cause it's like the, the idea of like Harvey Weinstein's lying. Like, he does terrible things, but he might also in his interpretation, not see himself that way. That doesn't make any of it. Okay. Right. But it allows us to talk about these kind of things with a greater nuance. And I feel like that's what you is doing. And it's like so wild because there's a part of you, which I'll stay vague on because I don't want to spoil it for you, Dan, I'm so excited you're into this. <laughs> but there's like a part of you where like major people in his new life figure out enough of his past that they should definitely be like, oh, bye. Right. And they're like, you know what? He was honest <laughs> about it, though. And like, He's even really then. hair. Yeah, and I mean, like, and you see that all the time where they're like, oh, well, you know, this person acknowledged that he jerked off in front of a bunch of women without their consent. So that's basically the same thing as, like, doing the work to actually show that he's sorry and has learned from it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's the, it, it literally, this season has him repeating patterns that we see in real life problematic men mm -hmm. and, like, abusers. And I think it's, I think it's very, very smartly done. Right. Where the whole season, it's, it's playing with us and it's trying to make you uncomfortable. And I think that's why the initial response was people getting upset because they were like this isn't as fun for me anymore and I'm like, it's not supposed to be as fun for you it's <laughs> yeah. supposed to mess with your head it's supposed to make you uncomfortable it's supposed to make you go okay but like how do i feel about the fact that like if he has a tragic backstory does that change how i feel about this and like it's it's bringing all these complications that we wish we didn't have to confront and I actually really liked it for that because it made me think about all these other things and about how we view these stories. And I think that that's all very intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But on the other hand, the female object of his affection is named Love. Yeah. Name is love. Are you saying that like it's a bad thing? <laughs> it's like Not a necessarily. lot. But that's from the book, right? Because she's Love in the book. Oh, I have no idea. I think it's from the book. It's like, because yeah, that gets like real tedious where he's like, oh, love, <laughs> no. I didn't think I deserved you. I'm like, get it? Because he means both the concept right. and also this California girl who's like really into like clean living. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I appreciated that that uh, it was uh, it was on the uh, 500 days of summer uh, scale of, um, you know, uh, cleverness. 
Um, but uh, no, I yeah, that that that's really interesting, Christy, because I don't, I'm I'm always intrigued by shows that are uh, they kind of make you they make you root for someone who you would normally hate and you who you probably mm-hmm. should hate, and you're like you like a rational view would be why am I uh, why do I want to watch this? Like why do I want to you know, why would I subject subject myself to this? Right. Um, but that's a that 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 actually makes me even more excited to watch and see where it goes. Right, yeah, um, because that's because it's not like Dexter, where like he killed bad right. people. They kind of right. let you off the hook with your obsession. Right, right. Joe kills good people. Well, I mean, even when Some. he kills bad people, he kills people that are doing the same shit that he pulls off. Mm-hmm. So you're right. like, it's. And it's not like a Dexter thing where you're like, oh, well, he's only focusing his targets on people who really deserve it. Because he's also, you know, stalking women. Mm-hmm. Like, he's also completely, like, framed an innocent man because, you know, like, he, he does really shady things. And I also think it's interesting because this season they give him a friend who, like, genuinely knows all this stuff. And I think that outlet makes things really interesting, too, because you get to see him grappling with who he could be. Mm-hmm. And it also ans- begs the question, if... If Joe were actually able to change, would we still want him to get caught? And we're not talking about BoJack this week, so I'm not going to get into that. But, like, BoJack does a similar thing with its season where it talks about the idea of, like, how much do we want bad men to get away with, even in fiction. Yeah. And, like, I really like the way they finish this season because I'm not going to give away spoilers. I I mean, like... (laughs) Honestly, though, because it's just like I think it's a really interesting way to play with it. And I think it sets up an interesting direction for it. And it answers the question of like, what if Joe, you know, what like what does Joe's heaven and hell look like? Mm. And it's like because he has all these fantasies of how he wants things to be. And oh, the other thing I super love about the show is because I will be remiss if we don't talk about 40. I'm obsessed with 40. 40's great. Like, because 40 shouldn't be a person. That shouldn't be. They never, also, they never explain why these two people are called Love and 40. Right. Like, <laughs> what's their parents' deal? We don't know. And, like, I assume 40 is, like, a nickname he gave himself, but, like, who knows? But, like, you, they introduce 40, and he seems so obnoxious, and Joe can't stand him because he's, like, this ultimate L.A., like, archetype, and, like, he's just so over this guy who wants to be famous and just can't deal and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then, like, there's this turn where I was like, oh, no, I like 40. And I think it was when he said something like, as Shakespeare said, bitcheth be crazy or something like that. And I was like, oh, man, why is that the line that makes me on this guy's side? <laughs> like, I think it was because it was like a Jason Mendoza thing. Yeah, like, it's felt... like a psychopath Jason Mendoza. Yeah, yeah, it felt like when Jason was just like, the thing about stuff is. And I was like, all right, <laughs> now I can't be mad at you. And like, I did such, I did a 180 on 40, and I don't know how I feel about that because I'm not good at math. But... <laughs> I, like, I got really invested in a lot of the character arcs this season, which was really fun because I like season one, but I also kind of hated Beck. <laughs> so like, that was oh, no. kind of the push and pull of that season where I was like, mm, I'm not rooting for like against you exactly, but also <laughs> I judge your life choices. Right. So like that was 
hard. But I also feel like that was part of it, where I think you were supposed to have that. And I think at the same time, it is doing that same thing where we're not like, we're like, don't blame the victim of stalking. But also we're like, back, Jesus Christ, you live on the first floor in New York. Close your goddamn windows. (laughs) Like blinds. Jesus. Um, (laughs) I've gotten off track. Someone else. I'm just going to sit back and sip my my smoky blueberry. <laughs> all, 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 all I will say is that all of this makes me more excited to go back and watch. Uh, that go back to the start and then also burn through, I'm sure, in like two days. Because, you know. I, I, I will just say how impressed I am that he is able to move to a different city and set up a new murder room so quickly. Yeah. He, he just buys a storage unit and like sets up a murder. He's an ingenuity guy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Like, where do you even find that much plexiglass on short notice? It's pretty yeah. impressive. Oh, he, like, tricked out his storage unit? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Dead air. I look forward to watching the show. Dead air. No. <laughs> no, sorry, I got really... <laughs> we should have talked about Witcher. <laughs> no, we're not talking about Witcher. This is not a Witcher podcast. Um, sorry, I, now just, I just hope the game is any other Netflix show or Witcher. No, I, I so oh, personally, I was reflecting on when I was looking at houses, there was one place that had a murder trailer uh, 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 on wait, the property. Wait, what? So, you know, when you're, you know how like some houses, old houses kind of have like a murder attic or a murder basement and like just, just sure, you know, yeah. attics or basements where, that look time, like. Time out a second. I, I, I would like more details because I, I live in an apartment. So I these are not amenities I'm okay. familiar with. So when you look at old houses and it looks like someone's been murdered in either the attic or the basement, you just kind of get used to the fact that attics and basements are like, you're never going to judge the house based on the attic or basement because every old It's attic, definitely haunted. It always looks right. One, okay. one, uh, one I looked at, one house I looked at actually had like an 1800s lace wedding dress just hanging perfectly oh. in a beam of sunlight. And I was like, oh, you are haunted. <laughs> uh, but no, so one house that I looked at did not have an, a murder attic or basement. And I was like, yay. But then outside they had what the sellers were calling their shed, which was not a shed. It was the, it, it was like, it was an 18 wheeler truck, like the bit, the, Ooh. the storage unit, but it was just the back of an 18 wheeler that had oh. been shoved in the woods and somebody painted a frog on it to make it less scary. But it was a murder trailer. No, that definitely has the opposite effect. And they're like, no, we're not getting rid of it. That's our shed. And I'm like, that is a Dexter murder room. Yeah. No, I've definitely watched enough true crime to know that, like, at least one to three women has been chained up in there for, like, way too long. Exactly. And I was in basements that had actual chains. And I was more terrified by the woods trailer. (laughs) So anyway, I did not get that house. But sorry. So I had this moment of just like... Oh yeah, you know, just tricking out your uh, your murder room. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> well, Tori, I have a question for you. Oh dear, what uh, is your question? Would you so so you seem to know a lot about murder rooms apparently? Uh, oh, but would yeah. you would you? I ra- want this to be a show that Tori has, like a TV <laughs> show that we pitch to. What is a what the Property Brothers? What network are they on? Are they so you just you, you really want an open concept? Right? Murder yeah, room. like yeah. Tori's murder rooms. <laughs> Let me show you how to renovate. You just need yeah. a sledgehammer and some, you know, plastic. Pastel wrap. really covers blood stains. You wouldn't think. 
plexiglass will really give you an open concept. Oh, you want yeah, exactly. soundproof? Here's some quick ways to do that. You're going to need a big cement sink, though, for dissolving the bones. Throw down hay. It catches blood and burns easy. Oh, my God. Uh, what, what I was getting to, though, Tori, um, would you rather? would you rather end up in a Joe... Or what's his name in season two? Will? It's Joe. Oh, Will. Joe. Will. Joe. Uh, oh, a Joe yeah. slash Will murder room. Or watch all of October Fashion again. This might be a leading question. Oh, um, honestly, I feel like a part of me died while watching October Fashion the first time. So I'm not, I feel like it's kind of, the question is sort of a wash. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't have anything. Like, you can't take anything so, more from me. Oh, man. I just think it's a really weird segue into Witcher. <laughs> We're not talking about Witcher, Dustin. You shut up. You Wait. sit down and you be quiet. To be fair, uh, I would argue that the central the central family in October Faction are more or less modern day witchers. <laughs> I'm even more confused. Go on. <laughs> they are monster hunters. Um, what you need to know about October Faction is that I watched it eagerly, assuming a because it was based on a comic book. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, you know, Umbrella Academy turned out well. The boys turned out well. Like, there's been a lot of good comic book TV shows. So why not another one? Um, and the premise, based on the trailer, certainly looked like the show was going to be a combination of Supernatural and Spy Kids. And that's like my catnip. <laughs> I'm here for it. It's got one. Of, it's got the chick from Bones, and I was. It looked great. It was an awful TV show. <laughs> Oh no! Was, so like the which chick from the De Chanel chick? From no, 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 no. Uh, Tamara Taylor. I yeah, I don't know. yeah. Um, she plays the mom, and uh, yeah. So the premise is that there is a family. Uh, the the parents are monster hunters working for a covert uh, international agency called Presidio, uh, and they go around killing monsters. And they have children who don't know that. That not only do they not realize that their parents are monster hunters, they don't realize that they themselves are basically adopted and are the children of monsters. <laughs> um, so the show kind of splits into two tracks where it's like the parents trying to hide the fact that they're like killing people all over town, but they're not people because they're like vampires or whatever. <laughs> and then it's the teenagers wondering why they have like weird warlock powers. But all of it combines into into just fucking bullshit it was terrible um what was really the problem with it so it had this really promising setup and like the parents are really charming and you you think that everything's gonna go well but uh by the end one of the main characters dies and i didn't realize that the character the show was so bad at at, there were so many plot holes and things it felt like there were just scenes that never even got shot like, even if they got written in the first place, they just never got filmed. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of constantly trying to piece together what's happening. And by the end, like, somebody is standing over a gravestone. And that's when I realized that character died, like, the previous <laughs> episode. And it was, like, <laughs> one of the main characters. <laughs> I was like, when did they die? I thought they got shot with a tranquilizer dart. Oh, no, they were the one person in that shootout that apparently got hit by a real bullet. And that entire scene we saw with them in limbo where some spirit was telling them they had more to do. They didn't. (laughs) They weren't coming back. They were just dead. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, October Faction was had a lot of potential. And, Dan, I believe you only made it through 15 minutes? I got to about the 15-minute mark. I think I... I think I messaged you around 12 minutes, and I said, I don't know what's happening, and I'm kind of ready to, to stop. There's Dan half-assing it again. What was, your, <laughs> what, what was the thing that made you bail? Uh, so I was initially concerned when we got about seven minutes in, and they were... Uh, they, the uh, Tamara Taylor was... Uh, being discriminated against in a very, like, sci-fi channel kind of way. Oh, like, yeah. they're like, we don't serve her kind, basically. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know about this. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, it's funny because I think when I, when I messaged you, it was, it was in the middle of some kind of montage where they were saying, uh, they were basically saying, uh, we don't have, um, I think they were. I think they were like getting all the guns out from the house and saying like, "Oh, we're 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 selling the house and whatever." And uh, and then Anna Green Gables came on the screen and said, "What?" Uh, she was like their boss, and uh, <laughs> Megan follows, and she was like, uh, "Oh, okay." And she was like, uh, "I'm your boss, and uh, good luck closing down the house or whatever." And then uh, she seemed very evil, and I was like, "Oh, this doesn't seem like it's going to end well," and that kind of <laughs> stopped from there. Yeah. So. What I will so the that whole scene is played as if it's racism. You later find out it's not. It's that the dude who runs the gas station actually is doesn't like that woman. Oh, okay. And it is very personal because this is like their hometown. Like they're returning yeah. to their hometown. Well, and that's she, the thing that was weird was that it's a small town, so it seemed like like they they talk about how it's a small town, like with the right. realtor, and it's like, oh, remember her. The only uh, African American woman from our high school class. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, oh, so shouldn't everybody know everybody? But yeah, so and there's another thing. So like, so that character marries into so like the the family. They're the Allens, and they're like they're both very wealthy. They kind of founded the town, but they also mm-hmm. have always been in this Presidio organization. And so everyone in town thinks they're weird. So the whole time there's this there's this push and pull where it's like they're the most important people in town uh, or at least like that character's family was and they're moving Uh back to take over the house and uh so it's like everyone's sucking up to them for the money but also bullying them because they just don't like them because they're weird but they don't know that they're monster hunters so you're just the the whole time i'm like so are these characters actually important or not because in in, like it'll go change from scene to scene where it's like they're the most hated people in town and the most influential and so i'm like they own the biggest house that's all i can tell you right (laughs) um yeah no there's a lot of things like that they um uh, yeah, so there's some weird backstory with her and why that dude at the gas station hates her because she got, <laughs> like, this is something that comes out, like, at the end of the season where she's like, yeah, no, I feel really bad because uh, he went to prison for 15 years because he tried to, to break into a pharmacy to steal the morning after pill for me. And what? In, in cutting the security... He somehow short-circuited something that started a fire. So he went to prison for arson for her. And then she just comes to town like, I want to make it up to him. And I'm like... Wait, so then did she have a baby? Because presumably if that happened, she didn't get the pill. No, she... 
I no, and they never answer that. No, she well, marries the wait, other wait, wait. dude. Was leave. that the wow. was that the guy who like the beard guy at the gas station who like doesn't say anything to them? Right, he walks off, and then his dad comes out and yells. Yeah, but Basil. then the but the the Alan Ruck looking guy, her husband, right. who doesn't, who also is from this town. Doesn't recognize that guy or doesn't know this. Fan. I think like, he does like, recognize, but like doesn't. But he doesn't know the backstory with the wife. He but they were know. acting as if they had never seen them before, like in so, their lives. Dan, you're capturing the <laughs> the the essence of October Faction. <laughs> but I do appreciate their pro condoms message because if they had had a condom, there would be mm-hmm. no need for this morning after nonsense. Right. I feel like it's important. To take a moment to to praise October Faction for their pro planning. Hold on. on. So there is the baby that she wanted to get rid of that she apparently couldn't, or maybe he got the pill out for her and then got arrested because she left town shortly after. They never really explained that. But then later she gets pregnant with her husband, but then a monster stabs her in her belly. So now she can no longer have babies. And then she finds the twins while they're, literally committing genocide against a, a group of warlocks. They're killing the all of them. The twins are committing genocide? No, 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 no. The, oh. the Presidio. But they're like, a couple oh, are so part they're of like them. And they, they're like killing all of these warlocks <laughs> and then they find these baby twins in a house and they're like, oh no, we'll just take them. So oh. so there's a lot with or her. did she fake the pregnancy? She might have faked it. <laughs> she could have faked it. There were at least two pregnancies she could have faked. Well, look, the, and, then, uh, and then she did fake one because she convinced everyone that those were her kids. Yeah. One of the one of the twins in October Faction is also in The Strangers. So between that oh, and the no. fake pregnancy, Which one? there's definitely a link. Uh, the, I the can't girl, handle this. The girl. The girl. Oh, I don't know. Man. I don't know her name. Vivian. Um, yeah. Um, so there's also a, a whole thing where the father. So they they the first episode, by the way, the one that you bailed on twelve mm-hmm. minutes in, um, was the best episode. In, let's be. Let's be fair. Okay, 15 minutes in. It was the best episode of all of them. Um, It made the characters the most likable. Uh, There's a really lovely scene where the couple, the husband and wife, go to a grocery store and get high. They find a joint that has been sitting around for 20 years in their Dodge Charger and smoke it and then go into the grocery store and then have to kill some monsters. But uh, Sure. So they seem to have this loving relationship and then for no reason... The husband just cheats on her with this other woman. And it's like, there's no hint that there's any discord in the marriage. And then there's no hint that like, it it is nothing. It is done with no explanation. He just cheats on her. And then at some point feels the need to confess to her. But there is, it is amazing how little drama there is in the act of infidelity. (laughs) Like, it happens, and then the show goes on, and you're like, is this going to mean anything? Well, look, I mean, they have monsters to hunt, right? Yeah, they're so. they're clearly very busy. Yeah. Um, there is another subplot. <laughs> I think you're like, the implication is stress. Yeah. <laughs> Work-life it's... balance is really hard, especially when you bring your work home in the form of monster hunting. Yeah, it was just... Um, another thing, so the teenagers kind of have their own plot line for most of it, and it's a lot about how they go to high school and are better than the high school and hate everyone and everyone hates them. Um, but they also have these powers, that are coming up. So one of them can kind of foresee the future and the other one can, can foresee the past, but also see ghosts. Uh, and what happens is there is, uh, an amazing, probably single scene 
in the show <laughs> where uh, the brother, who's the one who can see ghosts and, and events from the past, uh, he's a gay character and he's very into everyone just being open and honest. Um, and he figures out, thanks to ghosts talking to him, that this kid who's been bullying him is gay. So he confronts the kid. <laughs> he, he saves the kid from committing suicide because the kid felt guilty about hitting on this dude who then went on to have a car crash. Very lovely scene. Later on, he gets in the car with this kid and, and explains to him, like at this point, he's already saved this kid's life. Could have left it at that. He decides to get into the, to a car with the kid to talk to him and explain that, no, no, I see ghosts. That's why I knew what you were going through. And then goes, you know, I'm gay too. I understand. We don't, doesn't mean that all gay people are attracted. Dude kisses him. From that point, uh, they immediately, they, they kiss, apparently without talking, start dating. Uh, the son convinces his new boyfriend, who is not out, to come out to everyone uh, without really giving him an option. And the dude proceeds to drive around town, breaking up with his girlfriend and, and coming out to his parents, um, just on the fly, Probably within the episode, this happens within two hours. Um, his parents take it really well, and their only problem is that he's dating the Allen boy. Mind you, they're not dating. They've kissed. Um, so he comes out of the car, and he's like, it's fine. But because the son, the Allen boy, uh, can see the past, he has a vision of the conversation that happened with this kid when he came out to his parents, and then gets offended that the boy has chosen his parents over him despite the fact that the parents were very open to their son's sexuality and also he's not actually dating this kid <laughs> and this caught so it's like they hooked up and then they broke up over nothing and it's about this kid forcing <sighs> forcing everyone to yeah. be true it's like real awkward well also, just because you know what happened doesn't mean you have any right to that information. That's really it gross. was. It was really gross, but it was also the way he was pushing, like you know, you need to be yourself, you need to be true and open, and all this stuff. And it's like, and the and the guy, to his credit, like the character, the other character, you start feeling really bad for him because he's a douchebag through the whole season. And then in this moment, he's just kind of like, "Can you just let me do it at my pace?" Yeah, because this is like really sudden. We've Oof. kissed once. Yeah. It gets real weird. Um, and then, like I said, a character dies and you don't realize it. And it's Yikes. the main character. <laughs> so October Faction, um, I don't know if they're going to get a second season. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. Um, I was kind of fascinated. I'm really upset, though, just because it could have been supernatural. Mm-hmm. And it Do wasn't. you feel like a different kind of bad show? You mean watching the show? Can you kind been... of make out what the roots are that might have made Netflix be like, "Yeah, this is a story we need to tell. This is a show we need to make." Yeah, well, that's so. I think a part of it was just optioning comics, you know. And I think that you know, there's kind of this. So they got they've got Lock and Key coming out this season, mm -hmm. or you know, this week. Uh, they had Umbrella Academy, and I think there was a certain level of they were identifying comics that were not. Um, have a supernatural element, um, have a family element, and mm -hmm. they don't have a, but they're not superhero. Mm -hmm. So they're, sure. they're very far from, they're not, because they're, they're out of the Marvel business. So they're looking for the other publishers, like this was an IDW comic. Okay. Um, 
And and in that sense, I think it, it made a lot of sense. It ha- and if you read, like I read the first volume of the comic and the artwork is great. It's very dark. It's very moody. It's very like violent Adams family E. Uh-huh. And what's amazing is that the show stripped all of that. <laughs> like mm. they changed so much from the source material, which in, an, in a comic adaptation you kind of are expecting, but what they, they added a bunch of things, but really, and even that like the Presidio doesn't exist. They, they they created this clandestine organization for the parents to be a part of and then rebel against. Wait, that's not in the comic? No. The whole, no. that entire organization does not exist in the comic. Huh. Um, and it's supposed to be kind of presenting this idea that, like, for so long they treat monsters as if they're just evil. Mm. Um, and then finding out that, like, no, some monsters are good and humans can be evil, but it's so apparent. And if these people have been doing this job for 20 years, they must have fucking known that. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, the comic has a real, has, has just a vibe that's missing. And the comic doesn't dwell on this weird family thing. Like right from the start, the kids pretty much admit that they realize that they're uh, not related, that they're adopted or whatever. They Mm -hmm. know their parents are monster hunters. They want to be monster hunters. Um, it's much more focused and it's, it's like, you know, it's, I feel like it's the sort of thing where Netflix was just buying up comic book properties and some of them are going to be better than others. Netflix, uh, lock and key is getting amazing reviews. Umbrella Academy was better than anyone expected. And this was just kind of the dud. Like they handed it to people who, um, cause I think the showrunner is the guy who did sanctuary, um, and it feels like whatever they did in development to try and like, and I, I, you know, they made it a much more diverse cast, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely injected a lot of things, but it's like whatever they did to try and turn it into a TV show. It <laughs> yeah. Just... It's just like your description of that gay plot seems like somebody was like, I know what people want and just made a checklist instead yeah. of actually considering how character would connect to those choices. That's what, and literally everything in the show felt like that. It was, there was nothing that, you know, you have an affair. Like there's all these things that should be injecting drama and none of them do. And so many of them are forgotten and dropped or when they come back, you're like, wait, like there were times where, and this was a complaint I had with like Wu Assassins because it would jump around in time between episodes. (laughs) And so sometimes I would start an episode and think that like Netflix had skipped something and I'd be like, no, everything, no, I'm actually, I am watching it in order. They've just done a weird time jump. This show, you feel like that in the middle of an episode and there aren't time jumps. Huh? (laughs) It's like something will happen. And then suddenly this, it's like the next day and they never deal with the fallout of major events. And you're just like, so you're just supposed to intuit that like, Oh, yeah, See, I, I get annoyed when that happens in movies. I can't deal with that in a show because I'm like, look, you can jerk me around for two hours. And if you give me a good payoff, fine. But right. I cannot I cannot endure that for like a series. Eight episodes <laughs> where it's happening over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So it was really it was kind of fascinating. It was terrible. It was <laughs> never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you found a way to work Wu Assassins in anyway. That was, that was I will work Wu Assassins that. into anything. That's Tori's own secret game. That's it true. Is. Um, speaking of secret games, or not secret games, just games, you know, you know, whatever. It is it's a secret. For... We don't know what it is. We don't know. It's it's very time, well, well, it is kind of secret because uh, I haven't told you. It's the untitled 
Netflix-related game. Um, oh, I like that, where this is going. Look, it's very simple. All it is is uh, I have a list of shows that are Netflix originals. All you have to give me is the year it premiered. Oh, God. Never. Um, you think we can remember years? Look, How long has Netflix been around? In the Trump uh, so, era? So, so here, here's the... Uh, <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Uh, Netflix, their first originals, uh, streaming originals, were 2013. So they, oh, won't be, they won't be earlier than 2013. Okay. Uh, okay. It could be up to this year. Are we uh, supposed to come up with the year? All you have to give me is the year it, the show premiered. Jesus Christ. Uh, so you've only you're only guessing from like seven different options. Even sure, if you're just yeah. guessing. Um, Which anyway. makes it so much worse when we get it wrong. <laughs> Dustin well, cheats, don't worry. Don't expect yeah. to win, Dustin. <laughs> I, I've listened to this podcast long enough to oh, be aware of hashtag Dustin cheats. Yeah. Dustin oh, yeah. definitely <laughs> cheats. So we will see. But we'll we'll see how it goes. So uh, just shout out your answer uh, and I will uh, you, you can't just guess continuously. like you get one guess per per uh, title. Sure, um, don't just yell numbers at you until yeah, we get them yeah. right. <laughs> You're not the boss be... of me. <laughs> um, well, we'll see how it goes. Maybe it'll be terrible. Uh, let's. I guess we should aim for first to five. I don't know. First to three feels real short, although maybe it won't be. Yeah, let's, do five. let's see how right. we do. So, first to five. <laughs> it's ambitious. I like it. We right. never uh, get it. I, I have plenty of options, so don't worry about that. Uh, let's start with, how about uh, The Crown? When did The Crown premiere on Netflix? Oof. 2016. 20, yeah, I would say it's 2016. Tori got it, 2016. Yeah. God damn it, Tori. Uh, <laughs> Dustin was incorrect, but although now he's probably furiously Googling. Right <laughs> going. Uh, all right, one, one point for Tori. Uh, how about Mindhunter? When did Mindhunter premiere? Oh, 2018. 2019? You're all wrong. Uh, wait, Tori, did you say 2018? I didn't. Yeah, I said 2018. Okay, you're all wrong. It was 2017. Damn. What? They did take a long break. Season one was 2017. They took a long break. God damn. So we're still at one point for Tori and zero (laughs) for everyone else. Uh, How about uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Oh. 2015? Correct. It was 2015, the first season. Bree Trump. Oh, I, I feel like that's like anything after 2016 like is just a I like hear Dustin put his glass down as if to like emphasize like, ah, uh, remember? Remember those uh, days? Remember those days. Uh, yeah. All right. So Tori has two, uh, Dustin and, uh, and uh, Christy still looking to get on the board. Yep. Um, how about uh, Friends from College? Oh, 2019. 2017. Tori's 18. right. 2017. Uh, how is that fucking one. possible? No, it's because Justin, it I'm not that bad ago. at my job. <laughs> How is that fucking possible? You hired no, they me. Had a, they, had a, they had a season in 18 and they had a season in 19 no, no, and no, they no, canceled no, no. it. They only had two seasons of Friends from College. I know. It was 2017, and 2017 and 2019. It can't have been. Oh, 2017 and 2019? Yeah. They skipped 2018 they altogether? Skipped 2018. This is the problem with this Netflix. They should stop skipping the years. Uh, I didn't think about this until now, but but Tori does have kind of an advantage on this. On this, she does. She does again. Uh, all right. Well, she's she's up three. Yeah, but I, did, I didn't do it in 2015 or whatever. Favorite so what you're saying is she was in high school then. <laughs> no, sadly. I'm all right. So uh, how about uh, spinning out? 
God, I don't oh, even know what that is. 2020. Last 2020. month. 2020. 2020. Uh, God damn it. Ooh, I don't know who I give that to, because Dustin said last month, but then Tori said 2020. I gave the year. You can give it to uh, Dustin. He does cheat. I'll give you both a half point. Yes. Oh, so it's half Dustin yeah. has a half Shit. point. Tori oh, has God. three and a half. Christy is still <laughs> looking to get on the board. Christy doesn't even know spinning out was a show. <laughs> it was the ice skating show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Kate my God. It. it had the girl uh, from Wuthering Heights in it. What? Oh, yeah. oh, and January Jones. Well, there we are. Yeah. Uh, all right. How about, uh, how about Grace and Frankie? Ooh, 2015? Correct. Christy's on the yes! board. Uh, overtaking Dustin, despite his yeah. cheating. <laughs> Wow, for a second there, I thought Overtaking <laughs> Dustin was a show, and I was about to be like, 2014! <laughs> um, all right, so uh, it was indeed 2015. We're at three and a half for Tori, one for Christy, and a half point for Dustin. <laughs> uh, let's see. Big Mouth. When did Big Mouth premiere? 2017. Correct. 16. Christy nice. is correct. 2017. Uh, Christy's catching up. Dustin... Uh, starting to get left behind. Uh, How's that dust taste? You know, maybe we should maybe we should give Dustin uh, one that that he'll definitely get. Um, I feel bad. Uh, how about Ozark? That feels like a Dustin show. Twenty seventeen. Dustin's correct. Ooh. I heard Dustin first. Twenty seventeen. Um, how did I know that Dustin would know that? <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, three and a half for Tori, two for Christy. I'm a white boy for the Ozark. <laughs> so keyed up. You said three and a half for Tori, and I was like, what show is that? Like, God. Uh, three and a half points for Tori, two for Christy, one and a half for Dustin. Uh, let's see. How about Marco Polo? Uh, that was 2014. 2014. Dustin, I heard Dustin first. Yeah. It was 2014. That's a real show? What That's a real show that was on for, what, two or three seasons? Honestly, it mm-hmm. sounded, it should have been a Stars show. Yeah. It does feel like a... I've literally like never a... heard of this, and I've had Netflix since, like, early DVDs. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, when it was DVDs. Beta testing, being like, maybe we'll stream stuff. <laughs> and um, I was scoffing. Like, yeah. no, I'd no, rather Polo, just get my Marco disc. Polo was, like, the big... Uh, it, was the, it was the big Asian show before the other Asian shows started. Mm. So uh, Wu Assassins? Before Wu Assassins. It was pre. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a pre Wu Assassins world. Honestly, uh. Zach, like my husband watches enough Kung Fu stuff. This definitely should have been on my radar. I'm offended, Netflix. <laughs> I don't know if there was Kung Fu in it. Uh, uh. I, I, I haven't watched it, but I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, three and a half for Tori, two and a half for Dustin, two for Christy. Uh, how about The Get Down? Do you remember The Get Down? Oh, 2016. Did anybody, I heard Dustin say 2016. Did anybody I else? I said 2018. Okay. I said 17. Okay, so Dustin got it. Uh, it wasn't yeah. in 2016. Um, God, I still haven't finished ago. that show. Like, I watched the first half and loved it, and then never watched the second half. Uh, and I probably never will. <laughs> Aww. Um, I don't know. It's just like, it's just gone from my brain. I don't I don't know anything about it now. It's like yeah. the 70s, and there's it's a musical. It was very expensive, and... Yeah. Uh, wasn't worth it. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Tori and Dustin are now tied, which is yeah. worrying me because Dustin... What? Because he Dustin cheats. Because he's cheating. <laughs> three and a half, three and a half to two. Uh, okay. How about The Good Cop? Oof. 2015? The... Incorrect. I don't even know what that is. I don't 20... either. 2013. You're both... You're all wrong. It was 2018. Tony it's, Danza? Uh, Tony Danza. What? It was created by the guy who created Monk, I believe. 
Uh, My God. I mean, this what, game it, could it have 20... been, is this a real Netflix show or <laughs> no. literal words I he's just about, made up? And he's I about to lose. say it was on Spectrum. <laughs> like, God damn it, Dan. By the way, uh, follow up to last week's uh, discussion of Curfew, the Spectrum, Spectrum original. I watched two episodes <laughs> of Curfew, and it is uh, about what I expected. Uh, Michael Bean dies very quickly. That's all I'll say. Uh, um, so, Josh Groban, what was this show? What? I know, right? It doesn't make any sense, and it how, went away how very is quickly. Billy this Zane? feels like a dare. Uh, Billy Zane hasn't been in much of it yet. He's mostly there wearing his hat and drinking a martini. Sold. Uh, yeah. So he's Billy Zaning it so he's up. Billy, yeah, he's in some kind of weird uh, uh, hippie van. Um, nice. Yeah. Is it a murder hippie van? Uh, <laughs> is it a trailer in the woods? Tell, but probably. Hey, wait, okay, Chrissy, is there do you a know, frog on it? Wait, Chrissy, do you know about curfew? Yes, because I listened to that episode, okay. <laughs> and then I tried to tell my husband about the game, but I could not remember the name of the show, okay. and I kept. I was like, it's like casualty, no. And I kept yeah. just naming C-words, it, and I was like, this was funnier <laughs> in the episode, as opposed to when I'm like, no, but Sean Bean was in it, and it yeah. was... Uh, Sean Bean has not died yet through two episodes out of an eight-episode season, and I'm very uh, confused. Um, all right, uh, so we're still at three and a half, three and a half to two, how about, uh, I need a show. Chambers. What? 2015. 2014. 2017. You're all wrong. It was a one season 2019 show. What? Uh, <laughs> That's the one with like something about a heart. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I oh, vaguely God. recall it. Oh, oh, you did? Oh, you watched it? <laughs> I, I watched all of it. It was not good, but I was like, this might get less terrible. <laughs> That's a lot. That's the Netflix model. Yeah, <laughs> you get like sucked really in. You're like, it might boring. get less bad. It was basically about a girl who got a heart transplant, and then the heart was maybe haunted by the girl who had it before. And uh, like okay. the dead girl's mom was like maybe into it, played by Uma Thurman. I don't know. Oh yeah, oh, right. Right. Ugh. Uh, well, nobody got that one right. I guess so I we're still catch at up three and a half. I watched that last two. year. <laughs> Which is when it came out. This is so depressing. <laughs> to be fair, last year uh, felt like last decade. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of... I got I got so many more shows. Um, how about uh, Lady Dynamite? When did Lady Dyna- Ooh, uh, Dynamite... 2017. 2016. Dustin said 16 Shit. first. Yeah, he said it so first. So he gets it. Uh, it was indeed 2016. Two seasons of, uh, of uh, Murray Bamford's show, and then it quietly went away. Uh, Dustin is a half point from winning, which is real sad. Um, the way it ought to be. Just, you gotta rig it against <laughs> him, Dustin man. Dustin is cheating, as usual. Uh, how about, uh, Disjointed? Uh, 2017. Christy gets it. 2017 for Disjointed, nice. the, uh, I think it was a multicam? Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates, Something about yeah. Like a yeah. Pot dispensary. Oh, it was pot or something. Yeah. I like that yeah, you don't was, know, but you got I'm to hear it. Saying numbers <laughs> now. <laughs> it's like a Chuck Lorre show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Chuck Lorre show is uh, the uh, Kaminsky method. Not on <laughs> well, so was the Kathy Bates one. Um, did he do that one? I don't think he no, did. No, according yeah. to the internet, he did do this one. Oh, all right. Along what? with David Haverbaum or Javerbaum. Don't doubt my Chuck Lorre knowledge. Know. Uh, that's why I didn't put Kaminsky Method on this list because I knew Dustin would get it because he's a huge Chuck Lorre fan. Uh, all right, Chuck uh, Lorre aficionado. Uh, four and a half to three and a half to three. 
Uh, Turn Up Charlie. When did Turn Up Charlie? Oh, 2019. Correct. Yes. (sighs) Turn Up Charlie, the Idris Elba uh, show. Oh, that's right. right. Which I remember seeing and thinking, is this from a long time ago? Because now Idris Elba is like a big movie star. It's like, no. He He just loves DJing, man. He just wanted to be a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is in be. real life. Yeah. Vanity <laughs> Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know right. what his DJ name is, but I know that's a real thing he talks about a lot. It's like DJ right. Driss or something. I forget. Yeah. Oh. He's, Driss? No, because he shows up on tracks, and I'm like, who's that guy? Why am I so attracted? And I'm like, oh, yo, Idris <laughs> is on this song. <laughs> this might be the closest game we've ever had. Uh, four and a half to four and a half to three. Uh you know what would be funny would be if we played those rules. What's the what's the game? There's a there's a basketball game where you're playing with your friends and then no not horse but it's the one where if you go over like you're supposed to get 21 but if you go over 21 you have to go back isn't that a you, card like, game no, I don't like uh, that we game. did that be, playing like backyard games like, yeah it's uh, one of those like what do you call it so you're saying Bean like bachi and stuff yeah what I'm saying either is that if Dustin Tori or I need to tie yeah, you we have to say the back. answer at the same time <laughs> <laughs> to get a half point or which, else I which, can slowly creep up okay. exactly but this also uh, means Dan you need to come up with a show that both Dustin and I have an equal well, chance well, you guys of don't knowing have to tie. it's just one of you has to tie to get the half point that's a, like that's you could a tie point. with Christy oh, okay um, true but uh, in the meantime let's see we're not doing that today uh, <laughs> how about uh, the innocence uh, 2019 2017 uh, I'll say Eighteen, just because words are different. Christy gets it. It was twenty eighteen. <laughs> I've never heard of this thing. Neither have I. But it was on the list that I used for research. Uh, the amazing. innocence. Uh, wait, let me. I actually want to see what it is now. Mm. Is anybody in? Wait, it? isn't it a version? Is that the one that's a version of Turning of the Screw? I mean, no. there is a version of the Turning uh, of the Screw called The Innocence from like the sixties. Right, and that's Harry not. And June run away from their repressive families to be together. They're derailed by extraordinary so discovery. June's ability to shape shift. A scientist tries <gasps> to capture her Magic. and discover oh the key God. to her power. So I feel no. Like, wait, Dustin, <laughs> didn't you watch this? Look, Guy Pierce is no, in no, it, so it's no, a big, no, it's a big deal. I remember this show. It looks Scandinavian. I didn't I watch not. it. It's from England it's and Norway. Of I still have to, speaking of, I still need to watch See? Ragnarok. Yes, somebody, yeah. It looks good. Uh, Maybe not. All right. Well, we look. Anyone? It's anyone's game. Anyone can win with this next one, except all for right. Christy if it's a tie, because then she'd only have four and a half. But mm. uh, all right. So I need nail biter. I, I need a good. Uh, what's the best? Oh my one god! Please just pick? say Daredevil. Well, now I'm not going to say. God Daredevil. damn it! I wouldn't have gotten Daredevil. All right. How about uh, Narcos? Uh, Fourteen. Fifteen. God damn. I heard Dustin say fourteen. I heard someone say seventeen. I said fifteen. It's Tori. Alright, Tori got it. Ah, God damn. Narcos, the original Narcos, not Narcos Mexico, which is apparently a different series according to Wikipedia. Uh, It was was early. It was a twenty fifteen show. Congratulations, Tori. You won the game. (laughs) Thank you. I'm not Uh, Dustin. Hard one, hard one. That was, was that was close. That was a nail biter. You cheated better than I did tonight. I, <laughs> Justin, are you okay? Wait, I have to ask because I heard this sound last week. Are you like pulling floss out or something? What <laughs> what is that sound? <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's a story, but uh, no, I'm not going to tell you. Oh no! It's, it's your, it's your, it's your, no, no, it's your oh, gum, wait. right? Is it the gum? Is it your gum? I don't know. No, it's your, like it's the mints. The mints. Mints. Yeah. But they're not. 
They're just regular Mentos mints. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're my substitutes. Oh, they're, not, oh, they're your substitutes okay. for your substitutes for your yes. actual okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Okay. So now I'm I'm addicted to Mentos clean breath mints. Alright. That's not like a long story. Well I like how you didn't want to tell I didn't it. explain why I'm addicted to Well, I'm just glad that it's not floss, because I swear it sounded like you're like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like, floss. I like to floss during <laughs> podcasts. Um, anyway, Tori's won the game, which means she gets to choose who rants. Uh, Ooh. Well, is first I should ask, is anyone feeling particularly angry tonight? Mm. No. I mean, at this point, I've had a fair amount of wine. <laughs> all right. That kind of sounds no. like maybe. Okay, I feel like, you know, we all get our chances to rant. Christy, I really <laughs> want to hear a full-on Christy rant. Oh. oh, cool. Do you have a topic oh. in mind? No, no, no. You have to come up with the topic. What, are oh, you, I what do Does you... it have to anything... be a Netflix show? No, anything you no. want. Oh, anything oh, you want. want. Okay. Generally oh. television related, but you can talk about Dustin if you uh, want. Film Twitter. Or... <laughs> yeah. No, we should. I've had too much to drink to talk about film Twitter. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, theoretically you're supposed to, to keep it to Twitter. 60 <laughs> seconds, but that could be like 10 minutes. So just. Let's, yeah, let's have Christy rant so she'll never get a job again. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about Next in Fashion, which is also on Netflix and Ooh. I watched a lot of because people on Twitter. Here, I'll tie it in there. People on Twitter were like, oh, it's just like Project Runway. What's the big deal? And I was like, I love Project Runway, but I feel morally compromised watching it now because Weinstein and his wife, who was maybe didn't know what was happening, but definitely probably knew that actresses were being bullied into wearing her fashion so that she made her name in it. Cool. So next in fashion is uh, Alexa Chung and Tan France. Tan France from Queer Eye. Mm -hmm. And it's like they are trying to do the... Heidi Tim thing, or if you watch newer one, uh, the what Carly Klaus and Christian Siriano thing, where they're like, hey, who's going to be next in fashion? And they're like, here are 18 people. And there are all these fashion designers who come from very different backgrounds, though most of them already have their own labels, which kind of feels like cheating. But there's like no mini challenges. And the show feels like it can't really figure out what its own themes are because it's just like this week's theme is denim and it's like that's what so (laughs) it's a little frustrating in that regard and like tan prince and alexa chung do not have good chemistry because they both want to be the funny one Uh, yeah like no one wants to be the straight man in this scenario so So they're both like heidi yeah like well like that's the thing it's like tim is funny but he's also the straight man so like if heidi's like daffy tim's like "Mm," and you're like yeah that's funny but, like, Tan's, like, Tan wants to try to, like, they keep trying to one-up each other when they present their outfits on the final day. And I'm, like, she's, like, literally a fashion model. And Tan France is a very stylish man. But when he, like, tries to outdo her, it just makes me sad. Um, so that's not great. And I just feel like Tan France is really great in an ensemble. But when it's just the two of them, I'm often, like, this feels like clingy Mm -hmm. like there's and the other thing on this show is that they set it up with everybody starts off on teens teams and one of the teams are uh are um i'm gonna i think it's minju and uh angel and like one of them is from china one of them is from south korea and they constantly talk about their culture which is really cool because they're able to bring it into their fashion in really exciting ways and they decided that their team name, which no one else has a team name except for them, is uh, Dragon Princess. And they have, like, little hand signals that go along with it. And they're just super charming and really fun. And all of their designs are, like, 
something that every time I'm like, what? But also, yes, I like it. I approve. So, like, that's really fun. But then they told, like, Tan and Alexa about it, and they were, like, trying to come up with their own, and they came up with, like, it was, like, English queens or something, and I was like, boo. Boo. (laughs) It's not. And that's kind of, like, a good encapsulation of how, like, they're just not quite selling the, like, we're hosts thing. Like, I think Alexa's great. I just, Tan is... And Tori knows this from me before, where Tan had his, like, web series where he tried to dress comedians, and I was like, is he fucking with us? Because the outfits he would put them in, I was like, this is bad. Like, the John Mulaney episode made, like, my skin crawl. So... It was really terrible. Where I was like literally texting her and being like, am I bad at fashion or is this a joke? Like what's happening? And maybe I'm bad at fashion. That's totally on the table. Both could be true. (laughs) Like he can also be awful, Christy. Uh, Yeah, I think it is both. Um, But like, so next in fashion is fun if you kind of just want to throw something on and not totally have to pay attention to it. And the characters are like nice enough with each other. It's way less backbitey than Project Runway, which I appreciate because as that show went on, it got much more about like, let's watch people fight with each other and less about the creative side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Next in Fashion seems less interested in watching people fight and more interested in actually watching the fashion develop, which is fun. But, like, it also feels like they haven't figured out how to make the show interesting yet because the ways they try to set it apart are instead of, like, at the end being like, and now everyone lines up next to their design and we talk to you all at once in a very dramatic situation where you're literally on display in front of the judges, the judges just walk around the workroom and, like, talk to them all individually, and it feels super casual, which is really weird for a show like this. So uh, Next in Fashion is not just like Project Runway. Anyone who said that on Twitter does not watch enough Project Runway to know what they're talking about. (laughs) I I take issue because you are all why I watched Next in Fashion and was like, "Mm." however, I did watch all of it because that's what I love about those shows is just keep just keep going. Just keep giving it to me. Um, But it's like there are no real stakes because it's like if you win, they're like, cool. And then you just move on. There's no like if you win next week, you get an advantage. Um, but I did actually watch the whole thing. And unlike most Project Runways, I really like 2-1. Like, I was happy with them as a person. And also, I really like their collection, which virtually never happens on Project Runway. It usually comes <laughs> down to, like, three people. And I'm like, oh, God, if this person wins, I'll be fine with it. But, like, this I did enjoy. But, yeah, it's, like, it's totally fine for, like, a day where you're doing something else or a day where you just do not have the energy to actually put into watching a thing. And like Netflix has a lot of reality shows like that. There's also one called like glow up. That's just about makeup artists, but like just makeup artists, like not like makeup artists who do prosthetics. It's just, you know, yeah, Yeah. it's like fine. It's that kind of thing where you're like, this is it's, it's B level reality TV where you can tell everything they're ripping off. And like in this one, it's like, they're trying to be, Oh, that's the other thing. It's so infuriating. Uh, everyone's regretting that they let me rant on this. Uh, the other thing that's really it's infuriating... 90 seconds, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, there was a time limit? I missed that. Sorry. Um, we never keep to it. <laughs> but the final thing that really drives me crazy, Next in Fashion is clearly trying to riff, like, from the Nailed It genre, where, like, in Nailed It, if someone screws something up, they kind of keep it in the show, because the whole theme of Nailed It is that you can screw something up and it can still be fun, right? Right. But that's, like, not the concept here. These are talented people doing talent, like, things they are talented at. So, like, including weird moments where it's, like, someone says the wrong word, like, at one point, Tan calls something, he's like, well, now that we've all come to a and they're like um it's agreement and he's like what and they're like it's agreement and he goes oh agreement and it's like not funny it's just weird and awkward and you wonder why they left it in instead of just adring it like a normal human and like it's little stuff like that or like somebody at one point goes oh my god i forgot to wear deodorant again and like somebody makes a face and that's it they just move on and you're like 
why is it like it just feels like they purposely <laughs> left stuff messy because they're like like nailed it get it and it's like i get it but it's funny on that show because people are comedians and that's kind of part of the fun <laughs> they're not professionals <laughs> yeah and it just it just this feels really hard like they were like well fashion people are funny right and i'm like ah. no so, yeah, I, I don't know if Next in Fashion will get a second season. I kind of would like it just because I enjoy watching people design stuff, but I also mm. just want Tan France to talk less. Yeah. <laughs> I, That's it's so note. sad. Because the whole thing with Tan France, because, like, he was on Queer Eye, great, ensemble, like you said. Mm-hmm. Then he had that video where it was, and it was a promotion for Patriot Act. Yeah. But he, he does the, like, one-on-one consult with Hassan Minaj, and it was... That was great. It was really funny. And like, was And that really was like, funny. they had a good energy together and it was really sharp. But again, you had one person who was like the funny person and then right. Tan was kind of like setting him up. And mm. so it's like weird when you see, because you're right, when you, when they made his like, his, you know, streaming show or, you know, and, and you have the John Mulaney show and uh, the, the different episodes where he's with different comedians or different celebrities. And it was like, if it's not that right balance, if it, he can't do it on his own. No. <laughs> like, it's funny when you try to give, you know, Hassan Minaj, like, a, a, a tiger bomber jacket. Cause and his response was, you want me like, to look like a fuckboy. Right. Like, you know, it's like, he knows how to play that off. John Mulaney's like, you want me to put this on? Yeah. Like, John Mulaney's <laughs> not going to tell Tan France I'm not going to wear this stupid looking jacket. <laughs> or, and, or he's, you know, because he is the epitome of, like, I'm... I wear suits all the time. You're lucky yeah. if I just put on like a brown coat and pants. Like it's not like it's I think really he about even made him do the with. thing of you wearing a fanny pack around the chest. Yeah. It was like, and it's like, come on, John Mulaney can't pull that off. That's like, <laughs> and no one should like the yeah. only, like that is a dumb idea that I only works so if you have now. a comedian uh-huh. who can like play it off. Right. I think it's, I think it's it. They haven't, I feel like Netflix is over invested in Tan France where they're like, yeah. people love Tan. And it's like, People love Tan when he's gently rimming like an a, like an average person about their style, but like when he's like, <laughs> oh my god, like that's to- that totally works yeah. because it's kind of like it's like just a, it's just salty enough that you're like mm, okay, fair play. But it's like when he's doing it with like celebrities who have professional stylists, and they're yeah. like, I mean, what? And like again, his John, Mul- you all need to watch the John Mulaney thing just to understand how infuriating that episode is. Like it's just, <laughs> it's astonishing. And yeah, it's just next in fashion. It's not that his opinions in fashion are bad on this show. It's just it constantly feels like him and Alexa can't decide who the funny one is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's Alexa. She's actually like, so, <laughs> she. I mean, she's like, she's weirdly like funny, even though her jokes aren't great. But it's like she has like the charisma to just kind of pull it off. And you're like, yeah, sure, fine. And but mm-hmm. then it's like. He doesn't want to be Tim Gunn, which, okay, fair. Like, but but what he's trying instead, I just don't get. And it just makes me like be like, oh, dude. It just makes me uncomfortable when it's they're on screen cringy. together. So, yeah. It sounds Sorry, a little bit like uh, like this podcast where none of us can agree on which one of us is the funny one. Um, I think it's, <laughs> I think sure. it's me. Um, just, just you know. I just, think it's you, know. you too, It Dan. is you, oh, thanks, Dan. We all uh, agree. But, what are you talking about? That We're in perfect right. agreement. But um, who's the tan France? Don't answer that. Dusty. That's a mean question. It's 100% dust. I mean, who has the most fanny packs? Right. <laughs> Uh, but that's our show. Uh, we have gone long. This might be our longest episode, guys. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. It's definitely, no, no, it's definitely Chrissy's fault. I'm 100% on board with it. Uh, I love a long podcast, even though for you guys it's very late. For me, I'm on the West Coast, so it's fine. Um, Christy, thank you so much for being here. 
Uh, I hope you had a good time. Yeah, uh, I, I had a blast. Had a good time. Uh, Dustin uh, didn't talk very much, but that's fine. Uh, Tori, congratulations. <laughs> We're talking about Witcher. Like <laughs> We're not talking about Witcher until I have completed the game. That's that's the rule. Uh, we'll talk about it next February. Yeah, or, you know, next week, maybe. I, I don't have a lot going on this week. Um, uh, that's our show. Uh, come back next week. We'll talk more about other things that aren't Netflix, but are TV, because, as always, there's too much TV. Uh, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>